0: Welcome to The Beach is Just the Beginning, the official podcast of the Antiguan Barbuda Tourism Authority. Join travel author Peter Moore as he discovers the people and places that make Antiguan Barbuda the must visit destination of the Caribbean.
1: Hi, I'm Peter Moore and welcome to The Beach is Just the Beginning, the Christmas episode. Christmas is such a special time all around the world, but you probably won't be that surprised to discover that they celebrate the festive season a little differently in Antigua and Barbuda. For one thing, it's warm. The forecast this year is for 11 hours of sunshine and a very pleasant 27 degrees Celsius. And the celebrations, while largely traditional, have a very Caribbean feel to them. In this episode, cultural attaché and professor of steel pan, Karn Cordes, explains why steel pan is such a magical sound at Christmas, and where you can hear it. Celebrity chef Andy Oliver tells us the tastes, smells and sounds that she thinks makes Antiguan Christmases so special. Sir David Shaw of Shaw's Toys, Gifts and Houseware reveals the secrets behind his store's iconic Christmas lights. And Andy Lydberg gives us the lowdown on the legendary champagne Christmas party at Nelson's Dockyard. The New York Times says it's one of the best five Christmas parties in the world and it's showing no signs of giving up its crown. But we start the episode with a complete guide to Christmas in Antigua and Barbuda from Petra Williams. Petra is an economist, journalist and business consultant and has a real love of the history and culture of her Twin Island nation. Her company Benetours specialises in showing visitors the real Antigua and Barbuda, and there's nothing she doesn't know about the festive season on the islands, including why every child gets a bicycle for Christmas, even if it's just for one day. Hi Petra, how are you?
2: It's sunny and I'm beautiful. Wherever <laughs> there's fun, there's fun and there's
1: Petra. Fantastic. This episode is about Christmas Antigua and Barbuda. And I was wondering, how do you know Christmas is coming in, in Antigua and Barbuda? What are the signs that it's just around the corner?
2: There are about five things that you can tell Christmas is around the corner. And the first and most obvious one I want to draw everyone's attention to is that when you get to the city, You get to Newgate Street, and this is very important. You go to find Shows, Toys, Gifts, and Housewares because you will see the most fabulous, amazing Christmas lighting display. And that has been going on since I was a little girl. I won't tell you how old I am now, but it's been going on since the 80s. So every year when Christmas hits, Shows, Toys, Gifts, and Housewares puts up a fabulous display. That's the first most obvious sign. That's one thing for sure.
1: I was going to say, I've also heard that from about Independence Day onwards, certain kind of music starts being played on the radio and being heard around the place as well.
2: Yes, we're a lover of music. We enjoy the music of the world, but we also have our unique style of music and perhaps among the most popular because, you know, everybody's always into Santa. So we have music that brings Santa home to us. So Christmas is coming everybody's hoping there old Santa I <laughs> will come call him. ho 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 How will Santa get here? Why? There is no rain there <laughs> in my country He hafli barra, me nearby donkey you know? Well wow. ho 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 And that's by King Obstinate, one of our local calypso legends and he has a whole suite of music that normally blares on the airwaves along with you know other artists but we have a wide range of local music there's no shortage of music to let you know it's christmas time in Antiguan and you want me to sing another verse
1: i'd love you to i mean it was a fantastic song i think you're giving mr (laughs) michael buble a run for his money or even mariah (laughs) carey she better look over his shoulders Actually, I was just thinking I might get you to put together a Spotify playlist of all the sort of Antigua and Barbuda Christmas songs I should be having a listen to.
2: Consider that done. I actually have it already. Oh, fabulous. Willing and ready to share it with you. I'm releasing one in a few days.
1: Oh, brilliant. Brilliant. That's fantastic. And of course, we'll we'll try and share that to the listeners as well so they can have a listen as well. Now, also, of course, this time of year, the sorrel starts coming out. You guys go out reaping the sorrel. Can you tell me a bit more about that and if it's got any kind of festive connotations?
2: Now, in order for me to give you the details of that, right, bear with me. I have to tell you I'm like a rough kind of way. You understand that? Yep, yep. The farmers, them, plant the sorrel, reap the sorrel. By the way, the sorrel is the foundation for a lovely drink that flavors the whole season. You can have it with spices or you can have it with more spice, a la (laughs) English Harbor Rum. (laughs) or cavalier to really set the season so during the Christmas season you know Christmas is coming because there's sorrel all over on the street sides in the supermarket and so on and you can buy it to make your drink we also use it now in ice cream we use it in cake we have really taken it global we even begin to export it I might even be able to send you some
1: that would be fabulous and I've also heard of course that it has got sort of health giving properties as well
2: So they tell us. (laughs) Yes, we've heard that it, it has properties to help, you know, easing your diabetes and your hypertension and so on, which are all very, very good and very useful. So it's a part of what we would market. But for us, it's simply Christmas come, Saril must drink.
1: Okay, if we're talking about what we're going to be drinking at Christmas, we've got to turn to what do you eat? Is there any Antiguan food specialty around Christmas time?
2: We begin with the international favorites. There must be ham and turkey. Okay. If you're in Barbuda, you gotta have yabba dumpling. You gotta have yabba dumpling. You gotta have roast pork. You gotta have turtle. You gotta have deer meat. That's all a part of the Barbudan fear that you will have when Christmas is here. They do a lot of fried fish. You mix it with the yabba dumpling and all the other Barbudan Christmas glorious cuisine. When you're in Antigua, you have to have your Christmas pudding. Now, that is a version of a cake that is made and a little softer, and you put it on the cold pot in a pan. You steam it for hours, and it's a delicious morsel. It's a dying tradition, unfortunately. It's not as popular as it used to be. But if you are in antique and you ever get invited to have a Christmas pudding, grab it quickly. It's made from fruits cherries raisins there's a particular mix that they do and it's steamed for hours normally on a cold pot that's the ultimate christmas is here dish and then of course there is a christmas cake our christmas cake it must have been rum no matter whether you are a good old christian (laughs) this is when you're allowed to imbibe and that rum must be in your cake the fruits are soaked for weeks, sometimes months in advance. And it's a family tradition. eh? The family members come together. The women do the mixing. The men do the beating. Of course, you have a good old conversation. So it's a whole activity in and of itself. This is done a few days before Christmas, sometimes a few weeks before Christmas, sometimes just on Christmas Eve. You have options or you may have done it early. That is part of our Christmas tradition. For food also, we are big on big meals. You have to have your big family meal, but you can't eat everything in one space because when you're done with your family meal or before your family meal, you have to go and visit your other friend's home for the family meal, or you have to go visit a village somewhere and get another family meal. For us, eating is a huge part of what Christmas means, what it brings, the joy, the good feeling and the festiveness.
1: Now, I've also heard that there's a tradition of cleaning house around Christmas time.
2: That is personally one tradition I need to break. (laughs) And the amazing thing about this tradition, Peter, what I'd like to share with you, this tradition does not discriminate. From the lowest income person to the millionaire extravaganza, your house must be cleaned from head to toe for Christmas. All the curtains, all the furniture is moved around, even if you did it last week or last month or whatever, once Christmas is near... The tradition is you've got to spruce the entire house up. Many persons, in fact, go as far as repainting the house inside or out or a favorite spot. Because come Christmas morning, in fact, let me say it properly, Christmas morning, place must clean and tidy. That is how we feel. Yeah, It's just a part of our spirit. It's something that we do.
1: Are there any other traditions that we've missed?
2: Let me give you three more. I'm going back to music. You ever hear about an iron band? So you get a drum or two, some steel, some old iron, you know, like your old car iron and so on. And it makes a beautiful cacophony of sounds. And I say cacophony because it's loud, but it all blends together beautifully. In a number of villages, like where I'm from in the point, Christmas means session. Session means music and entertainment. And so the iron band is an integral part of Christmas morning. You wake up and you're hearing the music in the background. The ching, ching, tingling a tingling a ching, And that happens in my community. Uh, for persons who may visit Curtin Bluff Hotel and Carlisle Bay, over in that community, there is the Iron Band in that area where Christmas morning you're greeted. Morning neighbor, how you look the music, here. That's how the music comes to you. You know, like, yes, it's a lovely intro to Christmas.
1: And so that's Christmas morning that these guys are out playing the drums.
2: Yes, that's Christmas morning. Yeah, man, you have to get a good greeting. And then in some areas it may go on to the Boxing Day, which for us is a big thing. Boxing Day in Antigua and Barbuda. I know, in, in the UK and and so on, there are particular traditions of giving and gifting that goes with Boxing Day. But in Antigua, Boxing Day is a big line big huge lime and it culminates with a big boxing event real boxing as you know it you know that we have a boxing ring so for us the boxing day we have a lime but it culminates with a boxing down in in a, in a community called point where all roads all roads no matter where your road used to lead on boxing day it leads to the baker's corner in the point to watch boxing Live and in living colour.
1: Fantastic. So they take the name of the day quite literally. It is Boxing Day. Literally.
2: <laughs> literally. And by the way, women also box on that day. It's not just exclusively for the men. Personally, not me. I, I chant. <laughs> Here's one more tradition I'd like to share with you. In Antigua, if you're a child and you don't get a bicycle or something that is remote controlled for Christmas Day, you are having Christmas. Even if the bicycle only lasts you for the Christmas Day. You know it's Christmas in Antigua if you're a child, if you get a bicycle.
1: <laughs> so if, if you're there on Christmas Day and you see all these kids riding around on bikes, you know what it's about. Mm-hmm. Well, wow, I've got to say, Christmas sounds fantastic in Antigua and Barbuda. I, I definitely need to get down there and experience it. I was just thinking, as we leave this chat, perhaps you could serenade us with a few more verses of a, a Christmas song.
2: <laughs> I'm going to go for Opstie again. Apollee, thief Meham. ham. Apollee, thief a police thief me ham and carried away in a crocus bag. I have no ham for Christmas. One me eats for Christmas? I don't know if you got the story of that. Oxy's <laughs> picking on the police because a policeman came to look for him and took his ham. And a ham is like the centerpiece of a Christmas dinner. So that the policeman came, took his ham, carried it away in a crocus bag an old-time way of carrying your goods. So poor up is now left brief because what? You don't have no Christmas dinner.
3: <laughs> Hello, I'm Gabriella from the Great House Antigua. Christmas means to us, family. Some of my favourite memories are digging into a traditional roast which my grandmother would spend all day preparing, a morning hike with my family to one of the many beautiful trails around the
1: island, and to finish the day off, a swim in the crystal blue Caribbean waters. Every festive season in Antigua, there's one event that looms large on the social calendar, and that's the Champagne Christmas Party held down at Nelson's Dockyard. The New York Times has named it as one of the five best Christmas events in the world, and for close to 30 years, it has been the place to be seen on Christmas Day. I've got Andy Lyber, spokesperson for the National Parks Authority on the line, to tell us all about it. Hey Andy, Merry Christmas!
4: Uh, Merry Christmas to you. Happy holidays.
1: So tell us more about the Nelson's Dockyard Champagne Christmas Party. We know it's a lime, but what exactly goes on?
4: It is quite the festive atmosphere. Bright sunshine usually, surrounded by historic buildings in the dockyard. So that is the wonderful backdrop to it. But then at Christmas time, persons who are very much in love with the festive season they come into the dockyard. and They're dressed in themed costumes, <laughs> Christmas costumes. Um, and even if you're not, you're part of the festivities because um, there is music. Um, there's lots to eat and drink. And there's whole heaps of champagne. It is just quite the festive atmosphere. A lot of camaraderie. And there's quite a lot to drink. <laughs> we in the Caribbean, we love to drink. Yeah, We love to party. <laughs> we just love to have a good time. And the best place on the island for that to happen is at the Champagne Christmas party at this time of the year.
1: I've seen that there's like a feast. I've seen pictures of tables set amongst the incredible dockyard buildings and especially the boathouse pillars and around there. It's all very beautiful. Uh, But the food, is it like a traditional European Christmas with turkey and ham or are there some Antiguan traditional treats there as well?
4: For the Christmas party, There is absolutely everything that you can think of. Hotels are around, restaurants are around. So you can go anywhere and have your fun. You will get your traditional drinks. You will get your traditional dishes, the ham and the turkey, what have you. Everything is available. But I think what dominates, though, on that particular day is the drinking. (laughs) It is not called a champagne party for nothing.
1: Now, I've heard, I don't know if this is true, but apparently there's a wooden dinghy that's filled with ice, chilling 500 bottles of champagne and sparkling wine. Is, is that right?
4: You got the inside story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you
4: got the inside story. Yeah, that, that happens. Yeah, the, the wooden dinghy is actually filled with the champagne, and that is where all of the champagne is So I don't know how that came up, how that idea came up, but it is quite apt. It's quite appropriate because, of course, it's a dockyard. It's, it's right next to water. And the champagne ranges from inexpensive... To the very expensive champagne. <laughs> <laughs> so the, the choice
1: is yours. Music is a big part of any celebration in Antigua. So who's on the bill this year?
4: Two community bands. One of them is called the Rebel Band, and the, the other one is called High Temper. They'll give you the familiar songs, and then they'll give you some of the Caribbean songs. Then we also have a young gentleman by the name of DJ Who. He's also from the community. So it is a very neighborly event. (laughs) Yeah, we draw on the community resources and the talents within the community. You will hear some of the traditional Christmas songs, and as well, you will hear some of the old favorites, as well as you will hear Caribbean music.
1: It is a charity event as well.
4: The champagne is sold, and uh, the funds raised from the champagne goes to charity. And um, it's important to a lot of people, because we have people that come there every year. Sometimes I don't see them for the entire year. But on this one occasion, here they come, dressed as Santa Claus, dressed as an elf.
1: So how do people get hold of a ticket? How does that work if someone's in Antigua and they want to go?
4: It is not a ticketed event. You don't have to make a reservation. The dockyard gate is open. You're simply walking through. What we do, though, is pick up the nation at the gate Because how the National Park is set up, um, we raise our own funds, we raise our own revenue. And so the funds picked up at the gate go towards the maintenance and the upkeep of the buildings in the National Park.
1: So basically, you just turn up, just turn up on Christmas Day, enter the park and just say hello and just go for it.
4: Yeah, yeah, just turn up on Christmas Day, walk in and say hello to everyone.
1: Um, Now, what time will it run from?
4: You can start coming at around 11 o'clock a.m. And it goes right up until around 6 p.m. We're very happy, we're very fortunate that we can open up the Dockyard to visitors, to Antiguans alike, for everybody to come together and enjoy something as important to us as Christmas.
0: Hello, everyone. I'm Patrice Martin. I'm born and raised in the beautiful island of Antigua and Barbuda, but I've just recently migrated to the United Kingdom. So being here for me now makes me appreciate Christmas in Antigua so much more. (laughs) At this time of year, it is so cold in the UK. Christmas at home means warmth, not only physically, but mentally and emotionally. Surrounded by family and friends, surrounded by warmth and love. You see, Antigua and Barbuda is only 108 square miles. And so we say at home, we might be little, but we tallow up. And that really just means that although we are small in number, we are huge in heart. Everyone knows everyone on the island. And so it's just a time where we really come together. We really go to the beach. We will always pop by a neighbor or friends. But for me, Christmas just means love, warmth, camaraderie, fellowship and just being simply Antiguan and Barbudan.
1: Speak to anyone from Antigua and Barbuda, and they'll tell you Christmas isn't Christmas without a visit to Shaw's Toys, Gifts and Houseware in St John's. I had the chance to talk to the store's owner, Sir David Shaw, to find out more about their iconic Christmas lights, and the highly anticipated pre-Christmas sale. Good afternoon, Sir David. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. First of all, congratulations on your recent knighthood. That must have been such a great honour for you.
3: Absolutely. You know that song, One Moment in Time? It was just unbelievable, I mean. And when you sat to hear all that you had done, you didn't realise it. And walking that red carpet towards the Governor-General was like, oh my God, is this for real? And it was really that one outstanding moment for which I'll never forget.
1: Now, for this episode, I've been speaking to a lot of Antiguans and Barbudans about Christmas and what it means to them. And nearly every single one of them has said to me, shalls, toys, gifts and houseware. (laughs) And it's, it's not just your store's iconic Christmas lights either. It seems your famous sale in November is when locals start getting together everything they need for the festive season. Do you find that to be the case? That's absolutely the case.
3: I'm very happy that in your inquiries that you, uh, this was brought to your attention, because this is really what it is. Christmas starts when we start our anniversary sale, and it starts sometime on the 20th of October or a little bit later. And people look forward to it, and we make every effort to make sure that the prices are right and that people will be satisfied with what they see so that they can start to prepare for Christmas.
1: And, of course, there are the Christmas decorations and the Christmas lights on your store on Newgate Street. When did that tradition start? It would
3: have started sometime about 1974, but in those days it was just very simple. A Christmas tree, a Santa, and and that type of thing, which was small, but at the time quite big, because there was nothing else being done by it. And that went on until we came to a bigger place here and we started really getting elaborate from 1983. Mm. And I think we went overboard in 1999 (laughs) where we just blew everybody's (laughs) mind. We really went international. And from since then, there's been no turn back. From what I've heard, it was read to me that um, on BA, they recommended that if you're going to be in Antigua for, for Christmas, is a must-do is to pass and see shows decoration.
1: So, you know, London has their selfridges. Well, ex- exactly.
3: I think we do more than we should for a small island. But listen, we've been always in this business from since my dad days. He started the first toy store in Antigua. And we have continued it on and and we know the business and we we feel part of the whole atmosphere Mm. of how people look forward to Christmas. And it's, it's a wonderful feeling, especially when the kids come into the store and they're all excited about the toys and everybody's happy and you listen Sometimes they don't see you and they see the nativity scene because we stress that that nativity scene will be there throughout the life of our Mm decoration. That's the reason for this season. And you hear the kids saying, Mommy, look at little Jesus. Mommy, look at Mary. And they know everything. And for me, that's an accomplishment.
1: What a lot of people don't realize is there's quite a big Lebanese community in Antigua. Now, I know you consider yourself as an Antiguan 100%, but I believe your family were originally from Lebanon. Well, my grandfather came out.
3: From Lebanon, he he left the village of Bazoon and they were all going to Cayenne, where they had found oil and and some gold, and and they would leave home for six months, stay there, and they would the boat would stop off on its way to to Cayenne in um, South America. So they stopped here, and the, they liked it. And my grandfather came in 1895. My dad's born here in 19. 19- 11. So we really have full-fledged Antiguns and this is how we know it is. And we, so we look forward to building a nation because my dad also, he started tourism, he started carnival, and he was also knighted. So it was on his footsteps that we're following, yes.
1: Now, I was just wondering, uh, how did the Lebanese community celebrate Christmas Antigua?
3: Well, well, much like everything else, lots of food and everything else, much of it is what we looked forward to, what Antigans would have done. You know, in those days, the early days, there were the, the Jambal, the clowns, the Highlanders, people coming from groups from various villages uh, would come and sing at your home or sing outside your stores. And that's really how we celebrated. There was nothing really Lebanese to our Christmas celebration, other than the families that were here getting together. What I would say is that some Of the foods besides Lebanese foods, like the Portuguese, they left us with a pork, what they call benedalos. And that has become so popular with even the locals doing it. And then your English pudding, your plum pudding, is boiled rather than baked. We still boil it on a charcoal fire with um, boiling water when we submerge them in the water, just like you might have done years ago in the UK. That was brought out by the English
1: people. Finally, what does Christmas in Antigua mean to you personally? Well, of course, it's
3: remembering the birth of our Lord and celebrating. We look forward to going to Midnight Mass very much. We are, we are Roman Catholics and we are very much believers. And also for meeting with your friends and family and, and sharing the good tide. And In general, because of what we do in our business, we look forward to it because we see so many people are so happy. We contribute to so many different organizations who want to help those who need help. So therefore, it's it's something that makes us excited to do.
4: This is Andy from the island of Antigua and Barbuda in the Caribbean. If you're traveling to Antigua, I would recommend that you find any restaurant, any side of the road shop, anything, anybody. Just ask them for a sorrel drink. It is going to be a wonderful experience for your palate because I think, in terms of the islands of the Caribbean, we probably have the best sorrel. And it is a wonderful tradition of ours. And at Christmas time, everyone has a drink of sorrel, and it goes quite well with the other traditional foods that come with Christmas time in Antigua. You'll have a fun time.
1: Our next guest is a TV presenter and chef and one of the biggest cheerleaders for Antigua and Barbuda in the UK. She presented a cooking show with her friend Nina Cherry, she is the host of The Great British Menu and she recently opened Wadadley, a restaurant in East London that specialises in Caribbean home cooking inspired by her Antiguan grandmother. Her name is Andy Oliver and she joins me today to tell me what Christmas in Antigua and Barbuda means to her. Hi, Andy. How's it going?
5: Oh, I'm fantastic. Thank you. I love Christmas as well. So I'm slightly overexcited at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> uh, around about this time every year, I start going, yay! Like I'm five years old. I just, I love it so much.
1: Now, you were born in London, but you have very strong links with Antigua.
5: Yeah, well, my mum and my dad are both from Antigua. I was born in London, but I didn't grow up in London. My dad was in the RAS, so I thought we moved around quite a lot. And then we ended up in Suffolk, in Bury St. Edmunds. So I grew up in Suffolk. Okay. And then I came to London back again when I was about 17, 16, something like that.
1: Yeah. So relatives back home in Antigua, is grandparents? Yes,
5: yes. I've got cousins. In fact, two of my cousins who were born in England, same as me, first generation, went back to live. My cousin, Bernie Prince, lives in English Harbour. She's been there for... Oh, thirty-five years now or something okay. like that. She teaches. She's taught at least two or three generations of Antiguan children. And then my cousin Jerry, who is from East London as well, he now lives in Antigua with his wife in the north. And then my aunts there and I've got some other cousins who were born there and he still lives there as well, you know. And, and we're spending more time there. We went for Christmas last year, and when we got off the plane, they changed the travel advice, so nobody was allowed to travel anymore, which was excellent to <laughs> You know, you always hear about people getting stuck places. And you think, God, why does it ever happen to me? Last year, it finally happened to me, and I got stuck in Antigua for three months. It was the best time ever.
1: So, obviously, that included Christmas. So, what does Christmas in Antigua mean to you?
5: Family. Christmas in Antigua means family. Christmas everywhere means family. I have quite a broad definition of family. (laughs) (laughs) I have family that I'm related to by blood, but also, you know, friends as well. So a couple of friends of mine came out from London, one of my dearest friends. And uh, we had a wonderful time there. And then all my cousins came. We, had, we rented a big house in Turtle Bay and all our friends came and we just had the most amazing time. It was just beautiful. Some people love to dream about snow. I dream about sun. I've never dreamt about <laughs> snow in my life. I don't care.
1: Well, they will tell you in Antigua, every Christmas is a white Christmas there because of the, the colour of the beaches. So.
5: It was being white sand. That's, <laughs> that's as much a white Christmas as I need, thank you very much. Um, it was beautiful and it was so lovely to be able to relax
1: yeah, and,
5: You know, we barbecued lobster for Christmas Day. Oh,
1: wow. <laughs> I was just going to say, is there any sight, sound or smell that takes you back to Christmas in Antigua?
5: I think it is the smell of barbecuing, really, just everything, chicken, lobster. Uh, you know beef lamb I found this amazing farm there and they bring organic well-sourced meat basically it's very important to me so I don't you know I don't really eat meat that's got the chemicals and stuff in it then I go to the market on a Saturday to get all my vegetables or I buy my vegetables from the you know the ground provision people at the side of the road those are my favorite places to shop I try in the main to shop from people in the street or in the market or directly from farms because I think that's quite important then we also make oxtail and there's also rice and peas and we always have salt fish salad and my mum makes the johnny cakes and uh, pepper pot possibly in the week or pepper pot can sometimes come on New Year's mm-hmm. Eve kind of time.
1: Many of the dishes that are served at your amazing restaurant in East London, Wadadley, have been influenced by your grandmother's cooking. Or is there any dish she made that reminds you particularly of Christmas?
5: Specifically, it's pepper pot. The pepper pot that you had at Wadadley Kitchen was exactly my grandmother's recipe even down to the smoked oxtail, because she used to use smoked oxtail, which is quite a tricky thing to get or do. But so we smoked it ourselves. I think she sometimes smoked it in the oven herself. So pepper pot specifically, mama's pepper pot, is a, is a family tradition that we make. <laughs> Uh, You know, everybody in the family has got Mama's pepper pot recipe because she wrote her own memoir and she also wrote the pepper pot recipe down. So we all have that, which is wonderful.
1: An important part of her memoir was this particular recipe. Fantastic. That
5: and swimming (laughs) naked in the sea. Okay. (laughs) She used to go swimming naked in the sea at at like five o'clock in the morning, every morning. She said it was good, good for the mind, good for the body. She was quite an extraordinary woman, Dorothy Prince.
1: Can we find this memoir on Amazon?
5: No, no, it's not, it's not public. It's like in the family. Dari B. the Sebastian Prince. What a woman. I come from a long line of rebel women and she was clearly the key one, actually. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Finally, why do you think that people should experience an Antiguan Christmas at least once in their lives?
5: I think, you know, the beautiful thing about Antigua is that it's just got the biggest beating heart. And there's a fire that burns in the heart of the Antiguan spirit that is a really beautiful thing to share and to witness. So I would urge people to come to Antigua, feel that fire, go to those beaches, but also make sure you leave your hotels. Don't stay inside the hotels, get out into the island because it's a beautiful island with so much to offer. I think sometimes visitors to Antigua miss out on experiencing the full Antigua because they don't travel around. They don't go anywhere. Go up to St. John's, go up to Fort James, go down to Winger Harbour, go to Seaview Farm, go to LV's Pottery and buy yourself one of those beautiful yabba pots which we um, traditionally make the pepper pot in. I've got two. Go everywhere, meet people because people love to chat in Antigua. <laughs> so people will talk to you, people will tell you their life story, people will tell you the history of the island, people will tell you everything. Get out there and feel the Antiguan vibe because it's really like nowhere else in the world.
1: Okay, I was already sold on Christmas in Antigua and Barbuda, but the idea of celebrating with barbecued lobster on a beautiful beach has confirmed it. A big thanks to Andy there for taking time out of her busy schedule to chat to us. If you ever find yourself in East London looking for some traditional Antiguan fare, I can heartily recommend her restaurant for Dudley. Now, the cheerful tones of Stillpan lend themselves perfectly to the festive season, so I thought I'd speak to the professor of Stillpan himself, Mr Khan Cordis, and find out where to find the best festive tunes at Christmas in Antigua and Barbuda. Hi Khan, how are you? I'm good, Peter, how are you doing? Good, good. Now, obviously, you've studied everything about steel pan, it really is the sound of the Caribbean, and it seems it's also the sound of Christmas as well for a lot of people. In the steel pan world, around Christmas time, it's a time where we go out, do a lot of playing in the communities,
6: you know, it's a staple for us to play at some of the the neighbouring supermarkets, perform at different Christmas events, like at churches, at schools. Uh, this week, the band has quite a few performances at hotels just to sort of bring in the Christmas cheer, <laughs> but in a Caribbean sort of way. Hey you guys also play at hospitals. The oncology department at the Sir uh, Lesterbury Mount John Medical Centre. It's a long name. They recently re- renamed it. I do plan to do that again this year for Christmas. Uh, why oncology? Because a few years ago, my mom was diagnosed with stage four cancer. They really spent a lot of time, with her. you, they're know, really patient, And, you know, for that, I always try to go and not just give back to them, but for the other people who were there. I think, you know, at that time of the year, it's always good to see the smiles on people's faces, you know, when they, they get the gift of music, you know, to be able to share in that capacity. So I'm really hoping that this year I could continue doing something like that. So really share the festive spirit. Christmas time, it's it's you know, just to be able to hear some of these carols being done on steel pan. My band has been preparing and we've been going through a lot of those carols just in preparation for the upcoming season to be able to share, to go around to the communities. So that is Christmas.
1: And it's such a cheerful, happy instrument, isn't it? It really captures the spirit of the season. Yes, for sure. What would
6: normally happen in an as well around christmas time well just a few weeks before um we have the largest steel pan festival we have in antigua and it's hosted by the um music fan geminite is another steel orchestra but they holds host a national festival every year and this year i'm not sure if it's going to be on i do hear them talking about some in some form or fashion they may have a portion of it but that is also something that we look forward to as it relates to steel pan in December leading up to Christmas.
1: If someone's visiting Antigua and Barbuda at this time of year, where would they go to be able to find some Christmassy steel pan music? Where's the best place for them to hear that? One of
6: the main locations you'd find, especially like on a Sunday, would be at the Shirley Heights, up at the lookout. That's a beautiful venue, I mean, overlooking Nelson's Dockyard, that's a world-renowned site. And there you'd be able to experience two and a half hours worth of music on Sundays. It's, it's a huge deal for us here in Antigua. You'd also see at a, a lot of the establishments, like supermarkets, you would find ever so often, steel bands performing there at most of the churches right now. If you were to go to the churches, you would see and hear steel bands being performed there as well.
1: As part of the Sunday service, there's a steel band playing. That sounds amazing. Yes, and as it gets closer to Christmas, you also get the special, like the Christmas
6: special that usually includes the steel bands as well.
1: So you could just go into a church then. I'm guessing people will be very friendly and welcoming, and if you're respectful of course. Yeah, yeah. A
6: lot of people do that. What we call the St. John's Cathedral Divine. Right in St. John's, in the town, there is a steel pan that is a key feature in every Sunday service. It really has become far more common now than it was 50, 60 years ago. So there's been a resurgence. Yeah, that's because of the acceptance. There's been a total shift in the way that we look at CIPAN now and the acceptance of it, not just as, as an instrument, but as an art form as well. So you will find it far more often and common around the city
1: you were saying before that you're playing all the, the Christmas hits which ones do you think lend themselves best to still pan
6: well all of them do I can tell you so as I said I'm the musical director and arranger the premier arranger for the Hellsgate Field orchestra what we do take these Christmas classics and we add a little bit of Caribbean flair to them <laughs> so one that we do that we love so much is Do You Hear What I Hear oh wow yeah and that is done very uplifting type of way which is very different to it's original right because the original is a more ballad type so this one is a much more up-tempo much more driven if you were to see the steel band perform that you'd be excited um one that is not so much a christmas song but i love it and it's been done around christmas as well it's one from the sound of music you may know my favorite things i just think that it fits so well into christmas just because of the um the topic right um we're doing uh, Winter Wonderland, <laughs> and that's crazy because you know we're in the Caribbean, <laughs> so we have to really give it that Caribbean calypso type feeling. You know, rephrasing and restructuring the melody. It's a little um, ironic. i looking at like Winter Wonderland, but we're in the Caribbean.
1: <laughs> but we
6: say um, the the white that you see in the snow, you you will see it in our sands. <laughs> so what we do, all all of them, the band was recently working on an arrangement or what we call a mashup. So it is We Three Kings and Take Five, which is that very popular jazz classic. And we do a sort of mashup with the two of them. So the We Three Kings and the Take Five are, you know, they're both happening at the same time. Um, so those are the kind of experimental things that we like to do. You know, it, it's really a fun time of the year at Christmas for us. And here's what you can walk into all of these steel bands practices and just enjoy it. That is how they are. They're very open. You know, you walk in and you sit down and listen. Where do they practice? Well, all across the island. Most of them are situated in the St. John's Parish, but it's not one place. So for my band in particular, we do close to the St. John's Harbour. It's very close. In that area, you will find about four or five steel bands. But once you get to Antigua, and I'm inviting everybody out, yes, when you get here, you simply ask for steel bands and they'll point you in the direction. You can't miss it.
1: I don't know about you guys, but I didn't want that episode to end. Christmas in Antigua and Barbuda sounds amazing. And the boxing on Boxing Day? That sounds insane. An Antiguan friend of mine has told me since that that's how neighbours clear disputes before the New Year begins. Speaking of New Year, our next episode is about wellness in Antigua and Barbuda. The islands are leading the field in this area in the Caribbean. And after that fantastic food and drink we've heard about in this episode, it's probably something we should all look into. Until then, enjoy your festive season wherever in the world you're celebrating it. A raise of rum, Antiguan, of course, to your good health. Bye.
0: The Beach is Just the Beginning is produced and presented by Peter Moore for the Antiguan Barbuda Tourism Authority. For more information and inspiration about visiting Antigua and Barbuda, drop by visit antiguabarbuda.com.